Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, the very confused Kylie Gable. Last night, I stayed up till 2 o'clock doing the premium version of the podcast. I was lazy, I had an unintentional nap, I had a couple of phone calls and time slipped away from me. And I was proud to announce that hey, I at least got the podcast up before Monday on the West Coast. Well, when I went to record the free one today, I noticed that not only did I not record, well, no, I recorded, but I didn't save the podcast I made, but for the premium podcast, I just uploaded the file. So I am trying to apologize for the few people who have already heard this on the premium podcast Um, and, um, yeah, I have no idea. I thought I saved it. So anyway, we have a kind of a different podcast tonight. We have an audio from Sissy Brenda that's being read by, uh, Shayla Spasia. And I am just thrilled that we have a friend of the show like, like Sissy Brenda. She writes for us. She records, not records, but she writes books. She writes audios. Um, she does it all. And she is so supportive of myself and all the narrators I am extremely grateful. Also, uh, audios are coming in from all sorts of narrators. We're going to have Faith O'Shea back next week, reading an audio I already have from her. Um, We have uh, our first audios coming in from Pamela Harlow. We have Sweetie B working on one. We have Shayla working on one. We have Mr. DJ guaranteeing that she'll get one to me soon. So we have a lot of audios coming in. It's a really great time here, and um, I really appreciate all the support I'm getting. Uh, People like Sissy Brenda always looking to help us out makes such a big difference. So without further ado, it's The Sissification of Brenda by Sissy Brenda, her memoir. And it is part three, and it is narrated by our own Shayla Aspasia. The Sissification of Brenda, written by Sissy Brenda, narrated by Shayla Aspasia, Part 3. I went to work after college and finally had some spending money of my own. I moved into my own apartment ASAP. I raided CVS and bought lipstick, foundation, rouge, eyeliner, mascara, and Lee press-on nails. Although I remembered a little about makeup from my excursion a few years before with that nice lady who helped me out, this was before the internet, and so I went to the library and took out a book on how to apply makeup. The librarian was stern, and she looked at me suspiciously as I blushed and checked out the book. I bought a long blonde wig on my way home from the library and went back to my room. I dressed up in my apartment in a long white slip, three inch pink high heels, pink panties, and a bra stuffed with toilet tissue. I applied makeup and put on my wig and stared at myself in the full length mirror. My green eyes looked so sexy with the eyeliner. I did a couple of shots of bourbon and smoked a joint. I put on the B-52s and started dancing. 
This girl I saw dancing in the mirror was so hot. I was mesmerized and kept dancing. Finally, I got tired of dancing and went right up to the mirror. Those green eyes, that sexy hair. I made love to the mirror. Then I cried. I cried myself to sleep, fully dressed, heels and all. The next day, I tried on the fake red nails. They were sexy and I loved them, but I quickly realized that they were completely impractical for any task. I couldn't pick up pieces of paper or turn on the TV or turn the pages of a magazine or a book. Cooking was completely impossible. About the only thing I could do was drink. I sat down drinking a beer and realized I had to get the nails off. Easier said than done. I spent the next two hours panicking as they seemed to be stuck. I didn't know what to do. Google didn't exist. I couldn't ask any of my friends. I gave up and made myself a TV dinner, although I struggled mightily to get the foil off. After another mighty struggle, I managed to turn the TV on, realizing I was stuck with the nails on. I dressed up in the slip, panties and heels, and racked my brain. I got drunk and passed out. I woke up in the middle of the night and staggered to my bed. When I woke up the next day with a hangover, I realized I still had these darned nails on. I had also slept in my heels and slip and panties again. I decided to take a shower. The warm, soapy water appeared to loose up one of the nails. So I stayed in the shower and managed to get the nails off, my thumbs and one of my index fingers. This gave me some dexterity, but I still couldn't get the other ones off. I realized I might need something from CVS. So I trekked down there, sheepishly, keeping my hands in my pockets. Once inside, I looked around and thought, nail polish remover might work. I grabbed some and realized I would have to show the clerk my hands. She had short black hair and tattoos on her arms. When I pulled out my wallet to pay, she looked at my long red nails and laughed. She kept laughing as she suggested the nail polish remover wouldn't work, and then she called out loudly, Jill, he needs help removing his fake nails. Can you show him where the rubbing alcohol is? Several people around me snickered, and I was so embarrassed. Jill led me to the aisle and explained how to apply the product to help remove my nails. I thanked her profusely, and she giggled. I wanted to meet some others while dressed up, but didn't have the confidence to just go out by myself. So a few weeks later, I answered an ad from a stern, transsexual pre-op woman who wanted a guy to dress up and punish. That sounded fun, and it was. She dressed me up in her roommate's black cocktail dress. I was already wearing blue nylon panties, and she gave me a padded bra black pantyhose, and black three-inch high heels. She sat me down and did a much better job on my makeup than I could do. 
a long auburn wig finished the job. She ordered me around to my heels and spanked me. I was much, much smaller than her, and she said I was really cute and made a cute girl. What girl doesn't want to be complimented like that? I was suddenly really hot for her. We went into the bedroom, and I was hoping she could fuck me. But her penis was only about two inches. Too bad. Anyway, we embraced in bed and made out and fondled each other. I did enjoy having her hands run up and down my panted ass, smacking me now and then. I was already having a good time. Soon I heard voices in the other room and music. My date's roommates had returned with their own dates. A party? I asked my date, wish I could remember her name, if we could go out and join them. Hurting me up, I guess my makeup was all messy after we had fooled around, and we went out. I had so much fun drinking, flirting, laughing, and all while dressed as a pretty girl. My date was not too happy with me. I think she was jealous I was flirting with everyone and wanted me all to herself, and said, you suck. I said, don't we all? And that got a huge laugh from everyone. I apologized to my date and we kissed. I danced with her and a couple of guys who were there. I had the time of my life. Finally, the sun was coming up and I kissed her goodbye. Changed back into my guy clothes and left. Taking a bus and then the subway back to my apartment. When I got back to my apartment, I saw I still had lipstick, rouge, eyeshadow, and eyeliner on. Oops. Several weeks later, I decided to pay for an hour with a real dominatrix. First, she dressed me up. I wanted to dress real slutty. She put me in a black micro miniskirt with red panties, black stockings, five-inch black pumps, and a large padded bra underneath a see-through red blouse. Time for your makeup, slut, she said, securing my wrist to the sides of the chair. She applied very heavy blush, bright red lipstick, and gave me an overall severe look. She took several Polaroids. I also wanted a lot of jewelry, as I had never worn any. She cocked her head, but then she gave me several necklaces, bracelets, and rings. She looked at me and said, Well, you're an elegant whore, and laughed. I laughed, too. She then ordered me to walk around in heels. I had a lot of trouble and was stumbling around, and she yelled at me and smacked my butt that I needed a lot of practice if I wanted to walk the streets. Then she attached nipple clamps on me. Ow! I didn't ask for that. What the? She laughed and secured my hands to a bar in a doorway and then spanked me really hard. I had wanted a spanking but didn't think it would hurt this much. Then she abruptly stopped and squeezed my balls. I yelped and she laughed at me saying, You didn't think I'd get that mean, did you? I was already afraid of her, being a woman and all, but now I was petrified of her. She ran her hands up and down my body 
Well, I was secured there, and it made me really horny, despite all the pain I was in. She got me down from the doorframe and led me into the bed, where she shoved a dildo up my butt. This actually took some effort from both of us, me being a virgin and all, but we were both determined. After it was finally in, she pulled it in and fucked me with it, and she mocked me. I was so embarrassed and horny, I loved it. Then she sat on my face while I ate her out. It was awesome. At that point, I was kind of used to the nipple clamps. When she removed them, it hurt more than ever. I screamed in pain and doubled over. She smiled and said, That's what you get for being a sissy. I thanked her profusely when I left. I visited her again about six months later. She remembered me well and pulled out a notebook that contained all her previous notes of our last session. I was impressed. She smiled and said, Strip, slut. And we played again for the next hour. Those were my only two sessions with her. They were a lot of fun, but I was really lonely. I had some guy friends, but I was just so desperate to have an actual girlfriend. I longed to meet a real woman who would love me and to whom I could be devoted. As fearful of women that I was, I knew that all those sessions with Miss Stern would help me talk to them, and maybe, just maybe, I would get lucky. Was I destined for a life of loneliness? I cried a lot. But I felt my mom looking down on me, and I knew she wanted me to meet someone. One Saturday night, I went to a local punk rock dance club. There I saw this girl with long black hair, dressed in tight orange and black tiger stripe top, and a loose black miniskirt, black leggings, and black boots. She had large breasts, gorgeous legs, and was smoking hot. She even appeared to be slightly shorter than me, which was not common for a five-foot-five guy like me. I was intimidated but smitten. Somehow, after a couple of beers, I mustered the courage to ask her to dance, and to my eternal gratitude, she said yes. We danced several songs, and I actually made small talk with this hot girl. She even smiled at me. She was both hot and cool at the same time. As we danced, I noticed that she kept coming towards me, and I kept backing up. As the songs went by and we continued to dance, she aggressively danced me around the floor. We exchanged phone numbers. This was pre-cell phones. Her name was Ramona. My first date with her was a baseball game. I liked baseball and was surprised she did too. Beknownst to me, she liked it mainly for the big hot guys in tight pants. After the game, we went back to my apartment and we kissed. I sheepishly confessed that I was a virgin. She laughed and said, well, you'll have to remain one because I'm having my period. I didn't know it at the time, but she was seeing like six other guys. Not surprising, considering how hot she was. 
What was surprising was that she liked me and continued to see me. How could this happen? She told me once that I was cute. I felt like Rudolph in that Burl Ives TV Christmas Rudolph show when Clarissa tells him he's cute. I'm cute. I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. If I could have flown like Rudolph, I would have. I went to sleep every night thinking, I'm cute, I'm cute. She thinks I'm cute. Gradually, she stopped seeing all the other guys but me and one other, a big blonde baseball player. One night, he showed up drunk at her place, jumped into bed with her, and proceeded to pass out. When Ramona told me this, I was appalled. How could anyone treat her like that? I felt awful for her. What was wrong with men? I wanted to cry. She smiled and took my hand and said, It's okay, really. She told me how she loved me, and I realized at that moment I worshipped this woman and would do anything for her. It was a few months later, I was already 24, that she popped my cherry. To this day, she's the only woman I have ever had sex with. A year later, we decided to move in together. But I knew that with an influx of panties, slips, bras, and other exciting women's clothing coming, with her to occupy my apartment, I had to come clean. And I confessed to her about my cross-dressing. It was the scariest moment of my life because I was afraid to lose her. And I was actually crying a little bit. But instead of storming out of the door horrified, she shrugged her shoulders and expressed curiosity. She wanted to see me dressed. I tried on my black maid's dress, panties, pantyhose, and heels for her. It was scary. She smirked a little, but then we ended up having amazing sex. She corrected me on my use of makeup and offered tips. She told me my bimbo blonde wigs weren't really a good fit for me. That with my complexion, Auburn was the way to go. I became putty in her hands. I latched onto her like a barnacle to an ocean liner. The delight to finally have someone to share my dressing with. I shared with her my pledge of allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the clothes of all the women in the world and to the orgasm for which they stand, one bra, indivisible, with panties and high heels for all. She thought that was a riot. My love for her kept growing. We lived together for two years. I remembered back to my experimentation just before I met her, and as much fun as it was, realized that I was just so incredibly lucky to have found her. I told Ramona that she saved me from a life of loneliness and it made me so happy that I would devote my life to make her as happy as she could be. I was so lucky to have her. We became best friends. I couldn't imagine being around anyone else. I followed her around like a puppy and hated to be apart from her for any reason. We got married a couple of years after living together. Ramona was and still is a terrific cook. I am very lucky but she always made a big mess in the kitchen, and I couldn't help but clean it all up. Feeling it was the least I could do after her excellent meal. 
although she was brought up as a traditional girl, cleaning was not her thing. She would leave piles of clothes all over the place and was a complete pack rat with everything else as well. And I started to straighten up her mess. I was already doing all the vacuuming and the floor sweeping since she couldn't be bothered with it. A month after we had been living together, I asked her to help me clean the bathroom as it was starting to get gross, as well as the kitchen counters and floors. It took us several hours of hard scrubbing. She was not into this at all, and when we finished, she suggested we hire someone. A light bulb went off in my head. I said I would be happy to do it all regularly, as long as I got to dress up in my maid outfit. She looked at me and cocked her head, thinking about it. Then she smiled. I started to clean the house regularly, like that. Not only didn't she complain, but she started leaving dirty dishes in the sink more often, expecting me to clean them. She patiently showed me how to scrub the dishes correctly before loading them into the dishwasher and how to load the dishwasher correctly. This is part of your training, she told me, smiling. Same thing with the laundry. She explained all the types of cycles, how and when to use bleach, and which items of her lingerie I had to hand wash. I continued to do all the vacuuming and dusting too, as well as the bathrooms and kitchen. Although I didn't really like these chores, if I was dressed in my frilly maid's outfit, it did become enjoyable, and Ramona went along with the game with gusto. She even began calling me Brenda when I was dressed up. I asked her, why Brenda? She said she knew a Brenda in high school who was really shy and mousy. Ramona said that when I was dressed in my maid's outfit, and also when I attempted to talk to attractive women, I reminded her of Brenda. Shy and mousy? I asked. She nodded. It's okay. I think it's cute, Brenda, she said, chuckling. It was a lot of housework, and she wrote up an instruction sheet. It was titled, Sissy Brenda's To-Do List. She laughed when she handed it to me. One time, I secretly masturbated to it. I thought I could benefit from a class, speedy house cleaning class, at the local adult education center. Ramona was initially suspicious, so I had to promise that I would never sacrifice quality for speed and that she would always be in charge of my house cleaning quality. So she finally agreed with my desire to take this class. I was the only guy in the class. I was sure to wear my panties and maid's outfit under my clothes. The instructor, Miss Maria, had hoop earrings, so I was immediately nervous. She also wore tight jeans and heels, and I was very intimidated by her. But my worship of Ramona was so strong, and my desire to be a better sissy maid for her made me brave as I could be with such a scary instructor. I sat in the front row, took copious notes, and asked a lot of questions, even if I had to stutter and stammer to get them out. Miss Maria was very patient with me as I struggled to get my questions out. 
I think she was amused by me, but I did learn several good tips. Everything from the efficient use of rags when scrubbing floors to the best countertop cleaners and best practices for vacuuming, and Ramona was pleased with the results. Unfortunately, my new efficiency only benefited her. She simply used it as an opportunity to pile more household chores on me. Sometimes when we want to play, Ramona will make me get on my hands and knees while I'm cleaning the kitchen, spit on the floor, and intentionally spill food, crush it with her boot, and make me scrub it while she stands over me, sounding pissed. Once, while we were playing this way, she surprised me by kicking me in the pantied ass with her boot, sending me sprawling. I was shocked and looked at her, and she had a huge smile which made me hang my head in humiliation. This is always such great fun, and Ramona is absolutely incredible for doing this. I am in awe of her. She knew of my fantasy of appearing in public as a girl. We were on vacation in Canada and planned to do it in Toronto, a big city where we didn't know anyone. I was very nervous, scared even. She helped me pick out an outfit. The goal was to fit in it just another young woman. Not to draw attention to myself. Ramona totally went along with this goal. I wore a purple hippie skirt just above the knee and a matching blouse. The shoes were sensible two-inch heels. I could actually walk in long auburn hair. She did my makeup expertly. Although I shaved closely, I still needed heavy foundation to hide my stubble and shadow. I was dubious that it was totally hidden but I trusted her completely. She gave me a tasteful amount of blush, subdued dark red lipstick eyeliner, and a touch of mascara. Turn around, she said. You're hot from the back. From the front, if you didn't look closely, I passed. But with my Adam's apple, that gave it away. I was shaking nervously as she led me out the door. I got a few looks from people that told me I wasn't fooling them, and I realized I had to not look people in the eye. We walked around the corner to a bar and had a couple of drinks. Ramona was wearing her normal black clothing, tight black miniskirt, and a black leather jacket. She could see how uncomfortable and nervous I was. She looked me in the eye and took my hands and told me, It's okay. I love you. I melted right there. I already worshiped this woman with all my heart. I told her this and that my goal in life would always be to make sure she was happy. She simply said, I know. I'm so lucky to have her. We got back to the room and had the most amazing sex I've ever had. Afterward, Ramona looked at me and said, we should do it again. I was shocked. I didn't think it was something she would have wanted to do again. I wasn't sure I wanted to do it again. Yes, she said. And next time, you're going to be wearing something a little more revealing. 
you have to, she said. My eyes were wide. I didn't know what to say. Thankfully, the subject didn't come up again, and I sure didn't say anything. My fantasy of going out in public had been fulfilled. I had been scared, but we pulled it off. I was good. Hopefully, she would forget. Anyway, when we are home, I'm only allowed to dress for sex and for cleaning. I can't control the first, as that's totally up to her. Although occasionally, I am allowed to jerk off on my own into panties while dressed up, but I have to ask permission. I estimate permission is granted about 40% of the time, but she, of course, holds this over me, and I strive to always be on my best behavior. Cleaning the house until it's spotless, and never ever intentionally pissing her off. Even when I do get permission to beat off, it is always limited to 30 minutes tops. I am extremely lucky to have this incredible woman as my wife. However, if I am cleaning, I can dress as much as I want. Ramona views it as an incentive to have a clean house. I'm always allowed to take quick breaks, maybe five minutes at a time but I cannot just lounge around when I'm supposed to be cleaning. It's a win-win for our relationship. I get to dress in a frilly maid's outfit while serving my beautiful wife, and she gets a clean house. Our sex life kept evolving. I had a great tongue and always was able to give her oral pleasure. Whenever we had sex, I'd be dressed in my frillies, and Ramona would wear black. She bought a dominatrix outfit at one point to surprise me. It was a black leather mini dress with silver buckles, and she added thigh-high black leather boots. I gasped and dropped my knees and immediately started kissing her boots. This made her laugh. Then I kissed her beautiful ass. I loved to kiss her panty-covered ass. She would actually get me out of bed in the morning to go to work by standing next to my side of the bed wearing only panties, letting me kiss her ass. Then she would slowly walk away, and I would fall out of bed and crawl after her ass as she smiled and laughed at me. One time I had my face buried in her beautiful pantied ass, and she said, I have to fart. Before I could react, she grabbed my head, forcefully pushed it into her ass, and farted loudly. I collapsed onto the floor, and she laughed hysterically. It did not stop me from wanting to kiss her ass as much as possible, and every so often I get that extra humiliation from her. Ramona is amazing. Whenever we actually did have sex, Ramona was always on top, pinning my arms down. Of course, my small cock would sometimes fall out of her, but Ramona was patient and would always put it back in for me. My tiny dick would eventually lead to Ramona cuckolding me. All right, I hope you liked that. That was Shayla Aspasia reading Sissy Brenda's The Sissification of Brenda. Um, I thought it was great. And next week we have Faith O'Shea, and she is going to be doing... I think it's called Pictures of You, or Picture of You. It was another Pamela Harlow story. Um, Pamela is British, 
Faith is British. And it's really not even the accents as much as the slang just sounds really weird when it's coming from an American accent. So I have Faith recording one of Pamela's, and then soon we'll have Pamela recording her own. So um, that is next week. And uh, like I said, early before the, you know, at the beginning of the show, we just have a whole lot of great stuff coming, and I hope you're here for it all. So be back next week. I sure will. Take care.